Now then, now then, how is it doing, everyone? Yes, we are back in for another show, and we've got the full team. Yes, we have JB back again, so that's fantastic news. I will introduce them in a second or two. A little bit of housekeeping works. Hello, everyone. Pop over to the chat. That would be fantastic. And if you want a question, we are determined to get some questions answered that this week. It's kind of my fault. I kind of lose anything, but... Capitals, put them in capitals, and then that'd be fantastic. We can kind of answer them and answer them later. And we can answer them in our Discord. So there's a link in the chat, and there's a link in the comments as well. So you can pop over to our Discord, our funky Discord. I don't know who that old boy is there. I don't know what he's doing with his sweet corn. But if you, that would be lovely. Pop over to Discord and join the chat. So we have... Our full team there. So I'll get I'll get introduced to them, but let's just first we'll just run the trailer and then start the show in grand fine style. <laughs> Yes, so welcome back, everyone. We have a, a great show today, and like I say, we've got JB back as well. JB, it is lovely, honestly. It means a lot to have you back on. Thank you so much for kind of coming back in. No, Star. Now, JB, I've got a little present for you. Right? Oh, <laughs> yes, I've got a little present for you. I've got, I've actually got two presents. We'll keep one for later, but I want to just let's just switch you to this camera, right? Can you see this, JB? I can indeed. Right, right. Well, now I'm, I'll have to open it, but I'm going to send it to you. You know what I mean? So we'll have to. Okay. Comes with a little bag, right? Comes with a little bag, JB. And I've missed him. You know, I'll be honest, I've missed him. It's going to be a punchline. Right? So we have a little cup, right? Can you see? So that's the potty mouth garden oh. thing, right? Oh, oh yes. Look at the, the gardener there, right? And if you look at the side there, hot house, hot greenhouse expert. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so Amazing. I, will send you, I love that. The little, the little boy there. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh that's just fantastic. That's JB, so that's, that will be in the post to you, JB. And if anybody else... Anybody wants a JB kind of mug there? That's good. And I was thinking, JB, while you're off as well, it might be a good idea to do some calendars, right? Ooh. I thought we all do some calendars and do some shows. It was lovely to, you know, I was kind of messing around and I come up with June, right? So I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to, you know, get your feedback. Is, is, is that something you might be kind of interested in? Because you know what I mean. It, it took us a while to get it there, JB. Well, you know, <laughs> I think I'd have to uh, cut down on the beers before I. Could <laughs> well, you see, I was I was thinking of doing this. Mr. Uh, June, but it, it doesn't kind of have the same effect, you know. What I mean? It's not the same kind of. <laughs> so, anyways. Nice abs there, dude. Oh, he's fantastic, you know what I mean? Kind of, I was trying to get one where you were kind of doing, well, I was trying to find something where I could do it like that for you. So, but honestly, JB, it's lovely to have you back. 
Thank you so no, much. <laughs> so we've also got Stephen. Stephen, how are you doing, sir? Always a pleasure. Doing Never a chore. Never a chore, lad. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Busy week in the garden? Uh, always busy in the garden, but it's been a bit dour, hasn't it? It's been a bit rainy and a bit overcast and a bit horrible, but we carry on. Have you been, because the last time we spoke, because I've been away actually, so I haven't really done anything in the garden, or not much. Have you getting, because you were going to start sowing a lot, the last time we spoke, you were going to start ramping up with sowing yes. for like, like like this second spring. How's that uh, going? Yeah, it, it's gone okay. I've done I've done a, a day earlier this week where I, all the usual stuff, the lettuces, spring onions, all that sort of stuff. But I've had to order some more seeds because some seeds I thought I had, I'd run out of. Like I had no dwarf green beans, which, as you know, I always grow them in the polytunnel. So I've had to order them, trying a new variety this year. And this year, Audrey uh, mentioned it as well last week, the French breakfast radish this, this year have been awful. There have been no flavour to them. So I'm trying a couple of new radishes as well this next week. Now, mine tasted great. Oh, do they? I thought you said yours were... Um, no, 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 no. Disneyland, no. isn't it? <laughs> you know what? I had something I was going to wear today, and I forgot. So we'll have to do that next week. Well, but... well funny enough, I have, like you say, radish for me is a bit of a kind of, you know, but I got I got some this, this year, and mine, yeah, but I can't remember what mine, what my, actually mine were. Mine were just kind of... I forget now, but the taste again, the taste is fine. Is this breakfast radish a certain one that's got a nice flavour, Steve? But it just didn't have for you, or yes. normally it's it's quite peppery. It's it's a, normally it's a really nice radish for the French breakfast, and I don't know quite what I've done. I I can't see that I've I'll have done anything wrong. I I just can't work it out why there's no flavour in it at all. Is it uh, not the plants grew well? I mean, I'm not kind of trying to tell the, the great messiah how to grow vegetables, you know what I mean? But I've always thought, like, you sow kind of radishes now through the summer, you get that kind of almost too hot peppery, where if it's like spring and autumn, they're a bit milder anyways. Is that not the case? To be honest with you, I don't really know. Um, I've never really noticed, to be honest, no. Right, I'm just going off, um, I'm sure it was Charlie Dowden said it, to be honest. Yeah, when so, I grow radish in the summer, they are hot. Uh-huh. They right. are hot. Mm-hmm. But the, the French breakfast were delicious, really. it's I Actually, I hadn't grown French breakfast for a few years, so it was lovely to have it, because they have a unique flavor to yeah. me. Are you... Yeah, very nice. JB, are you... Um, I know, like you say, you've been kind of busy and all that, but you've um, have you been growing anything, picking anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've still um, so I've been super busy and I've sort of taken a step back from making videos for a while. But um, yeah, no, I've still been going down the plot. Everything's ticking over quite nicely. Um, we've started taking the first proper harvests of um, some of the potatoes. I only did oh, there they are. <laughs> I only did main crop potatoes, yeah. and I think I did. GB, whoa, 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 GB, 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 GB. Now, it wasn't bad enough with weird rose. 
Right, but I'm telling you now, you got that from John Lewis, that little drug there. And <laughs> come on, man, where's your, know, where's your Aldi carrier bags? You, you had one chance <laughs> to make it, one chance to prove your worth, and you just. <laughs> I took that down and I had it in a little carrier bag. I genuinely took it down with no other stuff in a little. That is, bag. I mean, it's even brand new. Do you know what I mean? It hasn't even had a bit of no, dirt that's, on. Oh, that's two seasons old. Where did actually oh, that? Where did you get that truck from? Then, JB, just uh, I'm not honestly where because my parents. Right, right, because they're actually are a handy what? thing. Um, like blue basket one. You know what I mean? And like blue basket yeah. stones last a season to be honest so if you've had if you're telling us that's two seasons old mummy hasn't went and bought you that from john lewis i'll eat my bloody heart <laughs> i'll find if you had one but, um yeah i saw one of those in a garden center the other day and they were scary money oh um, I, I, i've immediately uh-huh. asked my parents how much they paid uh-huh. it was not cheap the one i saw in a garden center well no so, so uh, let's Turn a blind eye to the kind of the weight rose trug. And what um, what have you? Uh, so things have just been taken over in the garden and then you've went back. Are you, are you, were you still going every so often or was it a nice surprise to go like two weeks later? Yeah, no, I've still been going. Still been going every, probably not as often as I should. Stuff in the greenhouse getting a little wilty, but probably every three days. Um, and now I'm sort of back in. Right, and that was this day. picture is your that's your genuine harvest, is it? Strawberries, peas, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, the courgettes, the courgettes. To be fair, they they were my dad's plant, <laughs> uh, so I rescued that from his garden. Right, because he's ill at the moment, so I took I nabbed a few of his plants to look after, <laughs> look after in inverted commas. Um, so I've nabbed those, and yeah, one of his courgette plants is absolutely huge. Um, so I've got that in the ground wow. now. And it's what? like fifteen times the size of my little baby. <laughs> I haven't even got. I haven't got any to be honest, Jibby. What is the, the the actual lettuce? What variety is that lettuce, Jibby? That one remember? is a Valmain, right? Which is technically a, a cut and come again. But I've got so many that I just pulled that. Pulled well, that it's funny, you know. Nice, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of that's nice long leaves then. Yeah, it's a romaine type. I've um, mine. I just there's that many at the minute now. It's like. I'm just pulling the whole plant, chopping the root off, you know, like yeah. composting it and just bringing it home. And, and actually nearly using like a full lettuce in one meal. Do you know what I mean? And it's lovely yeah, just to kind of fresh. It's so like fresh. I'm not even washing them in the garden and I'm not even kind of, I'm just bringing them home, chopping them, olive oil, a bit of balsamic vinegar. Yeah, Audrey, how's I'm... your salads? Are you, you must have millions. I'm a, I'm a little behind in my lettuces. They, well, it's... I... Them ones I you did. sent me, Audrey, you know, them seeds you sent me, the Paris Cos one. <gasps> this yes. year, just they've been fantastic, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, my kale is doing great. So, we're having more salads with that. All right. My lettuce is just dragging behind a little. So, I think it's going to be another couple of weeks before I start clipping it. So, what kind of kale are you putting in your salads in, Audrey? Oh my gosh! I have like twelve varieties. I've got Russian or uh, red ruble. Um, oh gosh, I would have listed them had I known you'd ask me uh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nero. I have uh, blue dazzle. I mean, I just have. Wow. T- I, I'm in one of my green stalks, so they're all around. They look beautiful. So are you picking them like tiny leaves? Because I'm. I normally I'm leave like. See- yep, I'm picking them as leaves. 
Right, just like little ones. Right, right. Well, they're all kind of, I mean, they're getting good size, so I'm taking the, the bigger ones, actually, so they don't, so I stay on top of it. Should we ask a, a chef what he's doing with his salad, how he's preparing salad and, and stuff like that? Stephen, give us some advice on making some salads or how to prepare salads or what to do with oh, the gosh. salad. Anything you want to, really. The good thing about a salad is you can put absolutely anything into it and you really want to go for sort of colour, texture and flavour. Really, I mean, people, it's a surprising thing, but people eat with their eyes. If it looks good on the plate, you're 50% of the way there. Right. Well, there you go there then. You go. Salad, salad kick. Right. Mind you, like I said, I've such enjoyed growing this salad, and it, it seems I'm a natural with the salads this year. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot going, Tony. Oh, you got salads going everywhere. Mine, I haven't as as much as I can say. I'm still not as good as as that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right, get your questions on if anyone's got any cucumbers and tomatoes. Right, Nigel Layton, Littleton, cucumbers and tomatoes have to be the be the best. To my taste. Right, I'm not understanding that. Uh, anybody got some questions? That's how I'm just trying to go through. Anybody sees any questions, please shout them out as well. Mm-hmm. I have. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll show you. If um, did I put it up now? Right, everyone. So I'm going to talk about split tomatoes now. There's, I'm on about like two different tomatoes splitting the fruit splitting, and can you see that there? That stem. So I just want to get your your, your thoughts and advice for anyone who's. Now, I know we all say, you know, like you kind of you nip out the side shoots of tomatoes, you know, unless it's kind of a bush, like a what you call it, variety. But there is some that kind of catch you unawares. They go into two, I don't know if you, it's hard to see that, go into two stems straight away. Mm. And Steve, I was just wondering, do, do you encourage that or do you? With your kind of indeterminate, snap everything off so you've got this kind of ramrod poker straight, neat and tidy. Or do you get two and have like two main stems growing? What, what's your idea? I, w- I wouldn't do that because you're putting too much of a strain on the on the feed that you're giving it and and on the roots of the plants. If it had, it happens very seldom. But if if one does divide into two, one stem divides into two, I'll just cut one off. Even but if it's, also, I was going to say, even if it's like a nice thick stem, because I've done, I've left one deliberately just to see if I get more fruit, especially with this, you know, fertigation, feed them the Helen back. I'm hoping yeah. it'll, it'll be all right. Do you know what I mean? It'll kind of. It'll probably, it probably will be under the fertigation, but under normal circumstances, which is how most people are growing it, I would suggest that they nip one off, choose one and get rid of the other one. Um, and just to add it in, when you're taking the side shoots off, I never take the side shoots off the top, the top foot of a tomato tree, just in case anything happens. You know, you break the tip off the plants. If you've got the tip broken off the plants, it stops growing. But then a side shoot can take over as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, good tip. Oh, that's another thing as well, GB. I don't know if you kind of know this, but we do a tip of the week as well. So at the end of the show. Audrey, have you got your tip of the week, Stephen? We'll come yes, back and I we'll do. Do, 
we'll we'll get the yeah, tip of the week. You just had my tip. I know. You'll have to you'll have to go into the, you'll have to go in Granddad's notebook and pull another one out there, lad. <laughs> I wish I had that. That would be a, a buck and a half. That would gosh. JB, what about like you with tomatoes? Do you know what I'm on about when like a, a main tomato yeah. splits? Do you encourage it or do you just kinda nap it's not right, nip it off? Well, I'd never seen it until this year, and one of my tomatoes has done that very thing. And I just kind of looked at it and went, that looks a bit weird, and just kind of thought I'd leave it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hadn't realized that it will basically become two plants, which is quite interesting. Well, um, I heard on – I'm not sure where I heard it, JB, but I think it might have been – it was some big, you know, might have been the Royal Horticulture Society, some website that said it's your plant will not become as high, but you'll get more fruit. And they were all yeah. – almost I'm not saying encouraging it but it wasn't a bad thing do you know what i mean so i just wanted to kind of see what what audrey what about you is that something that you encourage or you like steve where i i cut it off because i grow my the way i grow my tomatoes is up a string and they're it's clipped to the string so i don't want to deal with that other piece that's hanging off because mm-hmm. i plant mine pretty close so I like to keep them very under control and just let them climb that that string. That's a good point because I will have to at some time with this one I've left put another string down. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, you know what I mean, the kind of grand scheme of things is not that big, but it's another right, I must do that, I must do that, and then you leave well, it. Well the and... way the way I grow them is on the back of my garage. Right. So there's clips way up at the top that hold string. And then it drops down. So I don't really even have an option to drop down another one. Right, right. right. Now, Audrey, while I've got you on, I was talking to Steve as well. And I'm noticing, I don't know if you've actually grown them or you, you send them over to the, the, the UK just to try. But those um, Barry's Crazy Cherries, I'm not going to yes. microphone it. They are just like, I mean, mine are just like, say, I don't know, maybe like a foot and a half. big, But loads of side shoots, like... More than I've ever seen happening. I was well, talking to Steve about it, and he says, yeah. "What do we do with them? Are you do you inc- snap all the sides shoot out as well with them, or do you just let them go as a bush?" I, no, I plan to because that's an indeterminate tomato, and this is my first year growing uh, Brad's crazy cherry. Right. So for all three of us, it's our first year for that one. It's not uh, Brad's uh, crazy yeah, cherry, isn't it not? Because those trusses are so berries. filled with fruit. Oh, berries, sorry. Um, yeah. I want to I wanna make sure I keep that one pretty clean. Right. That, well, those that's are crazy full. I've been nipping yeah. out them, so that's um, I'm on the right track then, to be honest. There, yeah, so. I, would, I would definitely do that with that. And can, can I save those seeds, Audrey? Uh, I believe you can, because those really come from wild boar farms and everything that they produce is open pollinated right so yes yes you can what about brilliant what about flavor audrey have you heard anything about flavor of them or or not or i really haven't heard much they just looked so beautiful i thought let's all Mm -hmm. give it a try Mm -hmm. i know i mean i've seen a picture and it's just fantastic oh it's crazy Uh uh i guess that's why it's called berry's crazy cherry because you kind of go wow that's crazy how many (laughs) Tomatoes are there, <laughs> right? Um, Stephen, if you're watching in, if you're watching in, actually, they should go and Google it while they're listening to us. Draw uh, on, go and have a look at the picture of the Barry's crazy cherry because it's 
it's something else. And I think I might leave. I've got four planted. I might leave four with uh, sorry, leave one with all the side shoots on from now on and just sit, just see what it's like, what it does. Have you got them all in the polytunnel, Steve? Have you? I've got four in the polytunnel. Right, yeah. right. Because it'll just, I'm, I'm guessing it'll just take you over. You know what I mean? It seems like keen as anything there. To, <laughs> yeah. to kind of... I've got six six in that back tunnel and I've got four in the main tunnel as well. So Right, right. Oof. Right. Wow, I'm just taking it out. I've just taken another 20 side sheets off my drums and crush today as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see um, Fletchy Babe is asking, where did you grow your radishes, polytunnel or outdoors, to get this poor oh, no, flavour? It, it was outdoors in one of the beds, um, and I sowed also next to it, there was turnips and beetroots. So I did a whole load of sort of root veg there, and my parsnips and, and stuff. So they're all in the bed. But I just can't work out why there's no flavour to them. Or maybe, maybe my flavour is off. Maybe I'd eaten something that day. Or but just, could it just be the seeds? watery to me. Could it be the seeds? I don't know, to be honest. I'm, I wouldn't normally attribute flavour to the seeds. Normally, it's ripening that affects flavour. But, I mean, they were a good size. So, they were, you know, okay. I wasn't picking them small where they were flavourless. I yeah. just don't know. Well... Steve, you, I'm sure you did. This is your picture, isn't it? That's your delicate little hands. <laughs> Devil's food. <laughs> so, you can, JB, we've got the, the, I think there's a dark horse coming on with tail with this thing. Look oh, at hey. this. You know what I mean? He's like, he, he, oh, loved, he doesn't like to cook with them. You know what I mean? He just, but that's a, what kind of chili is that then, Stephen? Oh, it's only, it's only a wussy, wimpy one. That's Anaheim. <laughs> Anaheim. It's the uh, the one named after the town in California called Anaheim, and it's mm -hmm. right down the very bottom of the Scoville scales. So there's next to no heat in that. Right, right. And what would you do with that then? Just mix it in with like a stir fry or something, or just compost it? Really? Well, I would tell Chili Chump JB about that. That's just like brutal. Chili police. No, Audrey. We will eat it. We'll, we'll have a go. We'll eat it. <laughs> Audrey, I've got a question from Steve who's asking, when you're growing, because we're talking about the tomatoes there, Brad's Atomic Grape, do you still pinch out the side shoots? Thanks for this. I must have sent, Steve, these. Oh, now, I do. I, yes. Yeah, I do. Yes. I let them just, uh, yeah, I take all the side shoots on those. What just out because it was you that introduced us, Audrey, to these. You know how high do you let yours go? You know because you've got like a different heat temperature. How many trusses? Oh, I, let mine, I let mine go as far as they will go, and then I can let the strings down so I can uh, pick them. Yeah, it's a great little technique that I've I've yeah, seen. That, no, yeah, no, I, I stole it from inside commercial polytunnels or yeah. you know hoop houses. But I do it outside, and it works great. Right. And w when do you ever kind of chop the heads off, though, for, for, you know, for like the end of the season? To. I know you're supposed to. I don't. I just let them go. And some tomatoes I pick when they're green, and other ones I just go, thank you for coming, and they go in the compost. <laughs> right? JB, what about yeah. you? Do, you? do you pinch out every size? Shouldn't top lop the tops off? Well, I don't tend to lop the tops off, but um, my 
my greenhouse is the limit. I, I don't grow many tomatoes outdoors. I tried some. I haven't got any this year. I might still have some this year. Um, I've got one in the raised bed at home outdoors. Um, but yeah, at the greenhouse, I've, I've just got the four in the greenhouse. It's just a nice little selection. <laughs> I like to try a few different, but I never really get like a bumper tomato crop. Um, and yeah, they just mm. kind of hit the ceiling of the greenhouse and then normally they kind of stop themselves. Um, but yeah, if they do get too crazy, then I do have to tame them back a bit. Right, right. I, I do lock mine off, mind. It gets to like you say, I don't know what kind of time. I just it just feels like a good time whenever that time is to take them off. You know what I mean? It's like the fruit well, they're gonna makes, develop, yeah, they're never gonna yeah, get it the makes right sense to get the fruit that's on there to ripen if you do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really the right way to do it, but I just don't bother. But Tony, you're really brutal with your plants. I mean I've I've watched you strip them stalks to five foot off the ground and there's not a leaf and you've got three tomatoes on the stem you're trying to ripen. You're brutal, man. You well, only funny need enough, to take a few off. No, you no, need to take a few off just you, so the sun can see the fruit. And You know what it is, though? I've, um, I'm so paranoid about, cause even like now today, I've, I've took some leaves, but I haven't went, you know, I've only took about <laughs> probably two, maybe three trusses of leaves off. But I'm so paranoid of, say, like, blight coming in. You know, I want that ventilation. I want that kind of air whizzing through. And yeah. the, I'm not talking about last year, but this year, Steve, especially, this bloody feed we're feeding them. The things are rocketing away, and I'm kind of, you know, maybe the, the fertigation, the, the, the good feed will stop blight, but I'm kind of paranoid that I'm encouraging blight with all these kind of, because I've got three rows, you know, or, yeah, and I'm just thinking. At least I can rule out some things if blight comes in. I can say, well, it wasn't poor ventilation or like too many leaves. But right. sometimes I am. I'll, I'll admit I've got a little bit too happy. You get carried away. It's like yeah. thinning carrots. You know, you kind of think that's looking a bit. You know, that's a little bit thin. <laughs> you, you're in your happy place if you're doing rip, rip, whip, rip, rip, rip. Well, rip. I've, even now though, I was just. I was perfected. So I was going to mention on a video. I wasn't even using like scissors or snips or anything like that. I was just getting a leaf and upwards, not downwards, upwards, and it just pops off. Everyone doesn't matter which kind of variety it was. If I was just getting the, the leaf and I was just and it would just pop off nice and clean. I was thinking, oh, that's a tip. That's a tip. That's a tip. There's my tip for for tonight. <laughs> Oh, Steve didn't look very impressed with that tip. <laughs> that bad I, I don't pull any leaves off until my third truss is starting to ripen. That's when I start pulling them off, right near the end of the season. Because if you think about it, Tony, the leaves are photosynthesizing and they're feeding into helping yeah. your your tomatoes ripen. So you're were you actually trying to help your tomatoes ripen? You're hampering them. Well, well. It might be. It might, it might honestly. You know what I mean. Kind of, you've got to bow down to kind of. I've done it now. Well, actually, I've done it on. I've kept. <laughs> I've kept about on that one side where the Brad's atomic are. I've kept six plants, I think, to do a video on it. So I might just leave right. them and see how they go. But I've still got to kind of. I'll be paranoid about the um, thingy's crazy cherry because they might just get. It's a bit OCD for us. They might just get a bit too much for us. You know what I mean? We're okay to <laughs> strip them off, strip them off. So we will see. 
And all the rest of your plants have got three leaves left, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, I've never had touchwood <laughs> blight, yeah. and I've never... I'd hate to get that's just tempting fear there. Daisy's just walked in. And yeah. I, I would hate to get it. That's the only thing. And that's kind of, that's me kind of mentality, you know what I mean? Kind of just get that through draft of air. Do you know what I mean? So, but I've never had like bad crops. And I'm saying that kind of nasty, you know what I mean? I hope she's getting on. Have I got the Daisy cam? Well, Charles Dowding <laughs> is pretty brutal on his <laughs> tomatoes. So, I don't know if you've seen his stuff on tomatoes. He's pretty brutal on taking off leaves. Really? He, he he opens them right up. Well, I mean, even when you can, I suppose you, you look at like big commercial ones, when you see the pictures oh, yeah. of them, them leaves have gone and it's just a stem and there's tomatoes. So yep. maybe, it's the, on, maybe it's the new know. way and the old way coming together like this. Uh, the old boy and the new... Well, I can't even say new, young boy because... We've got a young boy. Look at that. We've got a fantastic young <laughs> young fella there. You know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> come on, ladies. You must admit, ladies. Come on, and men. You've got to admit there. We've got a we've got a superstar in the in the making. Now, Steve sent this over as well. Look at this, man. That's just like. Now, Steve doesn't know where it came from, but that's just... And it looks like it's a chilli plant, to be honest. And it was somewhere, Steve. What Can you tell anything about that photograph? <laughs> right, up she's away again. <laughs> she doesn't like snake. Oh, I've lost you. Can anyone hear, Stephen? Steve. No I sound. Have you pulled your audio out? <laughs> He got scared by the snake. Hello. <laughs> yes, there you go. There, there you, you go. There you are. I muted you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found that photo on Facebook earlier this afternoon. And to me, it looked like a bean plant. That's what I thought it was. Oh, right. Yes, I, guy. I clicked through it, through it to see if I could find out where it had come from. And there was about 1,300 comments on that topic, so I didn't bother. <laughs> I had a quick look. I couldn't work out where it was from. But it looks like an adder to me, but it could be anywhere in the country, in, in the world, really. But it's an extreme mulch, isn't it, really? It's a, it's a kind of... Um, <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, a, yeah, it's mulching. It's hardcore mulching, that, to be honest. That's see, just... My first reaction when I see that is Photoshop. Do you think? Oh, do you reckon... I I don't, I just, I've become very skeptical of what I see on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's very healthy. Right, right? I mean, half of it's just crazy. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. But that would be definitely mulching that plant, for sure. You, you never know, Audrey, <laughs> yeah. you, could, you could be right. Um, well, I'm, sure, I'm sure I've answered this question before, but it's it's relevant because I've just pulled my garlic and it's all covered in rust there and... I mean, it seems all right to be garlic, maybe a little bit on the, on the smallish side, but rust with garlic. I'm sure we answered this question last week, but Steve, yeah. what, what's your thoughts on it? Well, last week, I, I want to clear this up, actually, because last week I quite flippantly said that 
I throw my rusted plant material on the compost heap. And what I should have said, and I've, I've actually covered it in a video, and it's going to be in my next one that comes out. I've got two compost heaps. I've got a good one, which I use all the time, and I've got a bad compost heap, which is very long-term. I don't intend to use that for four or five years. There's all kinds, all kinds of rubbish on there and all the bad weeds, tree stumps and rose stems, so all the all the brambles and stuff they all go in there out of the way and what i meant to say I, sh I should have elaborated last week was say that if the foliage is lightly rusted i will compost it on the bad compost heap because that will sanitize over time if it's a bad infection i'll either take it home and let the council deal with it through the bin or i'll put it in a bin somewhere on the allotment and later burn it and shut up, Daisy. I know she's getting up. She's doing, she's doing exactly. I'm sure it's the same time. But I'm going to have to leave you again, Steve. If she, Daisy, even ready, dogs, man. <laughs> Funny, Steve. Someone, um, Claire. See, I was mentioned. It's like Steve's going to talk about his compost, and you know what I mean. He's, now, I didn't know you had like two compost things. It yeah. must be a, like a strange thing, though. When you, even though when you see it. You're going to leave it four or five years. How how does that work? I can't see how that works because you would keep on adding stuff, or do you just have a cutoff point where you say, right, that little that's disease A, I'll have to start disease B because I need to leave that one three or four years now. No, I just I'm just going to leave it all there totally as it is, as it's all stacked up. I say at the bottom of it, there are logs in there that are about 12, 15 inches thick that I had from some. Uh, a project in the past i cut all them up and put them in the bottom and every year i just stack more and more weeds on it and every year the composting process just knocks it down so it just keeps filling it up and filling it up and filling it up eventually i will cap it and start another one and then i'll leave it for a couple of years and then i'll turn it all over mix some cardboard and some hay and straw and grass with it heat it up as a proper compost heap, and then I'll use it. But I'll mm -hmm. use it only in a sort of measured area, so it'll never leave that back part of the plot. And w w w would you be nervous putting it on your, your compost, like on your garden? No. no, not really. I'll just put it in an area where I know it's not going to affect anything. So I'll probably start like something like a hugel culture bed or something like that, but it'll all be in one area and used from there on. Um, I mean, a good good example might be to grow beans in it the first year, see what happens to the beans, and if the beans are okay, then it's chances are that compost's okay, mm -hmm. and I can maybe spread it a bit further. But rather than waste the stuff and keep throwing away and throwing away and throwing away all the time, I'll just put it on this bad compost heap and deal with it that way. What I'm just I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here, Steve. I'm not trying to kind of um, yes. What um, <laughs> what about kind of spreading? Because I know I've got in a kind of umpteen times onion white rot or whatever it's called. What mm. what what's your thoughts on that then? You know because. I would pull, if I pull an onion that's got that, I'll either use it dead quick, but I'll cut the leaves, they'll go in a plastic bag in a way. What, yeah, what do you do exactly with that? Exactly the same. Oh, right, exactly right. the same. And the same with blighted stuff. If I, I mean, they say you can put blighted foliage on a compost heap. I wouldn't personally do it. I would take it away 
and give it to the council because their hot heaps can deal with it better. But for things that are lightly affected or they've just got a touch of something, if it's not really bad, like if I've got club root disease, there's no point in me putting that in a compost heap and trying to compost it because it's going to be there in 20 years. So yeah. it's just picking and choosing and experience. And, you know, somebody else tells you these things, you pick them up and they become part of your repertoire. JB, what's your repertoire on composting? Or... I mean, yeah, I've got... Just buy it from Weir well, Rose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just buy it from Don't worry. No, I, um, I generally... I'm probably not as strict as I should be, and certainly with onion white rot on, on the plot, it feels like a losing battle. So I don't, I'm not, like, quarantining anything that I get from there. Um, you know, I'm not worried too much about it. I just kind of... I just kind of accept it as fact. Mm -hmm, white, mm -hmm. white rot is going to be there. Um, touch wood. I'm quite lucky when it, I think white rot is the worst thing I have when it comes to pests. I'm quite lucky. Um, I don't really seem to have anything else that seems pervasive for a long time. I get a very light bit of rust, but you know when you've got white rot already. Like, <laughs> <bit of> <laughs> um, I guess it gets your leaks a little bit, but. Um, yeah, no, not not something I have to worry about too much. But um, I do have a lot of kind of brown material that does go in a, a long-term pile. <laughs> it's just a bit of kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, trying to hide it away. And eventually it'll turn into compost. In a good exactly, season. that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, yeah. Do, do you actually plant onions still, GB then, or not? Or? I do, yeah. I've tried them again this year. And I was just thinking, actually, before I came on the stream, that um, it might be time to start thinking about harvesting them because i think with onion white rot if you harvest them a bit earlier you know before the the white rot can really set in you can have a, a much you know much more longevity in your harvest mm -hmm. they can last a bit longer and one of the beds the onions look a pretty good size now so i might think about starting to pull some of those early um be nice yeah, to see actually them... be nice to see that on a video Jimmy, because it's like i know yeah. it's like i'm going to start pulling mine and this some of them i'm like I've even got like red onions that are not bolting this year, which is a miracle. But I'll be so bloody annoyed if I pull them after like they're not yeah. bolting for like thirty years to have like white rot on them as well. Do you know what I mean? That would be just yeah, like yeah, 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 mother chucker. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, uh, there is a, a remedy. Um, I know Malcolm Kingswell, um, really good YouTube channel. Um, over in Wales, he's tried out a, a remedy, and I haven't seen his video yet. <laughs> but he was testing out some of the white rot remedies, stuff like um, chopping allium leaves and leaving them in the soil, or using garlic powder. And the idea is that you kind of trick the spores into mm -hmm. going into the. And did that work? Stuff did that it? isn't your onions. I don't know. I haven't seen his video. Right, I've got right. it bookmarked. Someone in the someone in the chat might have uh, might right. be able to illuminate. Be interesting to see that. Do you know what I mean? If kind yeah, of... people do say there's. There's some methods, but I don't know how reliable they are. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I do still generally get, like, maybe 50% of my onions seem to come okay in the end. So that's why I still grow them. But if and it gets worse and worse... Do you fine. still, Jimmy, just... Because I do. Do you still, like, harvest them and just take all that gunk off and then take them to home and use them? Yeah, if it's yeah. um, if you've got one that's a bit bad but probably still okay, yeah, I just chop the bottom off and, and use it as quickly as possible. Um, mm -hmm. the, the other the, when I say fifty percent, they're normally the ones that are okay to just go in the cupboard and they store for, you know, forever and ever. It's one of the best things about onions. Oh, I know, I know. Once you get it, store. I know. You're exactly right. I've yeah. even got some onions. I think it's in, like 
two seasons ago there. Now they're in the kitchen, but they're just like little marbly sized ones. And it's more laziness now that, you know, there's a nicer size one to kind of, but they're still there like yeah. bullet hard. They'll probably last. Do you know what I mean? So Dion's asking as well, um, with the rust, is it is it wise to pull it if you have rust on your leaves? What do you think about that, Audrey? Because I, I don't think you get rust on your garlic, but would you, if you ever did, would you pull your garlic early or is it something you wouldn't be worried about? I would have to do more research on what rust is to see, like, would That's it really someone that doesn't, has well, never seen rust, doesn't even know I've what it is. It because I watch your videos. <laughs> However, yeah. <laughs> I have not personally experienced it. So if I did, I would just do some research on what rust actually is and can it affect the bulb. Mm -hmm. And if it could, I'd pull it early. Absolutely. Steve, what about you? Yeah. I'd just leave them to run the course. I, I quite often get rust on the leeks and I just leave them until the leeks are big enough to eat and then I pull them. Mm-hmm. We just I've just noticed Nigel Littleton is asking about when I was talking about ventilation in in greenhouses and things like that. Does ventilation in a polytunnel stop disease, the diseases from happening? Well, in my Nigel, it's just another weapon in the arsenal, to be honest. If you haven't done it or you haven't got there's a great video Steve's done where he's kind of put ventilation in like an automatic ventilation system i just kind of leave me doors open but steve what's your thoughts on it's crucial isn't it ventilation and it will it help diseases or am i just being a little bit kind of if you haven't got ventilation it will certainly help diseases but i think what you're talking about is helping prevent them <laughs> so because uh, you got that the wrong way around didn't you well but, it just, um, would would it it, it it could be very damp in there with your watering plants all the time and if you don't mm. let that uh, change mm. and the air circulate you can encourage rot i mean i had it a little touch of it earlier this year you know the microgreens i grow um I grew a load of peas and they just all rotted. Well, it was because I didn't really have the doors open for about three days and it was no surprise, really. So that was down to me, really. We didn't see that video. I haven't made one, that's <laughs> why. Uh, I didn't see that. Them pictures, I didn't get a hold of them pictures. Right. <laughs> no, pictures are a bit short supply for you at the minute. Uh, you see what happens. I know, them. I know. <laughs> So, yeah. is, isn't that right, Audrey? No pictures. What? Exactly. <laughs> Hide the evidence. <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to have to just explain it, though, because uh, even okay. Steve with his title, Green Side Up, and Audrey planting, <laughs> yep. like, so many plants a year is the goddess of, like, sowing seeds and planting. How many plants did you plant upside down, Audrey? Uh, 25 out of 50. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let me explain. Um, these were bare root periwinkle. Uh, we're doing a we're landscaping our front uh, this year as well, so I'm trying to grow some things that I want to use out there. So I I bought 50 plants of bare root periwinkle. Now the problem was the tops, which are like sticks, came packed in a growing medium. And the bottoms didn't. So it, it was very confusing. And <laughs> I thought for sure that little dry mound looked like a root thing. But, you know, sometimes when you're in the midst of it, 
well, anyway, I did the wrong thing. Put 25 of it. And then when I stepped back and looked at it, I thought, Lord <laughs> Jesus, I have 25 plants planted upside down. So I quickly planted them the other way. So, uh, my, yeah, I didn't know that, Audrey. Why, why did they give you some compost with the plants? Exactly. Because I'm like, if it's a bare root, then just give it to me bare. And I could have identified that, uh -huh. I think. Yeah. But then when I opened the second packet of 25, I saw some green on the the stuff that was in the growing medium. And I thought, oh, my word. Yep, <laughs> read that wrong. Uh, but cle very clever and very shrewd. There was no photographs come over. The kind of, normally, I well, get me photographs know, in, the, in the kind of WhatsApp group. Well, I would never have sent it to you because you <laughs> would never <laughs> let me live it down. Well, you see, but you'd I, think JB would learn his lesson. Well, you know, JB, I got to say, JB, that is a beautiful truck and that's a beautiful harvest. So don't let these Thank guys you. make fun about that. What do you say about that, Audrey? Come on, man, for God's sake, man. He's well, our he's June. What are you going to do? He's Mr. June. He can pick beautiful fruit, whatever. So is the, are the plants damaged in any way or is everything just like, is it just a bad memory? I have no idea. They still look like sticks, but they're all planted. So we'll see how that all turns out. I don't think they were damaged. I don't well, know. Sometimes like like bulbs, some bulbs, if you plant them the wrong way up, they actually turn themselves up the right way anyway yeah, in the soil. Very I've seen that. that. I mean, they're, the whole, you know, the little dry mound of roots. I don't think yeah. that was going to turn itself upside down. <laughs> so yeah, well. they weren't in there long. It was just minutes before I was shocked and learned the error of my ways. Yes. Not a photograph. Yeah. Not a photograph. That's it. I, well, I have it <laughs> burned in my mind. I have it burned. Now, JB, the last time we spoke, you were going to plant some sunflowers. How was, how would you like to kind of, you know, I've, I've, had no, I've had no photographs again. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, any good. I mean, they are. So I planted. Um, I only had five in the entire. I had one seed packet <laughs> lying around. There were five seeds, two of which germinated, and they're probably about this big. All right, well, that's all right. No, no. I mean, they're they're okay. They're in quite a small pot, though. I think it might be just because they're in a small pot that they won't get super big. But they they kind of creep me out a little bit when they get like six or seven foot tall. I find them a little bit weird. <laughs> so I might just leave them in that small plot. So they, oh, uh, at least because I haven't heard anything. And I was thinking at least kind of you've, you've got them there. So that's kind of nice. And the, yeah. there is there is there. Steve, have you still got sunflowers going? I've planted them all. They all look terrible, I must say. Um, uh, I think we got too hot one day and they dried out. They've recovered, but I think they lost a few leaves. They're about three foot tall now. But they're all planted out in the bed directly behind the big polytunnel. I've got about 50-odd plants in there. Right. So we'll see what happens. Mm. But what I did with them is something, a tip I got from a, somebody I've known for a long time. When he plants his sunflower seeds, he plants two or three to a, plot, uh, to a pot. And that constricts them and stops their mammoth growth because they're all fighting for the same food. So he reckons it keeps them at sort of, waist or chest height so you can pick the flowers easier so we'll say i'm trying that this year i've just seen uh 
Sean James Cameron saying, Barry's crazy cherry looks a bad case of piles. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mate, if you do, check that photograph. It, it's kind of, he probably hits it right on the, the nail on the head there. So, yes. Oh, well, <laughs> there's another one, Steve. I might as well leave this up for you there. I'll let, I'll let you read that one, Steve. Oh, blimey, you can read that from here. What's that? Do you want us to read it out for you? Yeah, go on, it's has, tiny here. Has, this is Sean James Cameron again. Has Steve's T-shirt been attacked by moths? Or is that a, is that a glitter for <laughs> A glitter T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's shiny it's shiny skulls. That's what they are. Shiny skulls, shiny skulls. <laughs> yeah. he's already had it from he's, us. He's, he's kind of he's had yeah. to face the face the music with that as well. Yeah, There's we so asked him cool. earlier if it had been bedazzled. So. <laughs> yeah. There's too much grey in this world. It's time for a little bit of colour. <laughs> I like a bit of colour. Well, I'm just having a little look there now. So. Anything because I'm anything to sew now. I want to sew this week chard. That's going to be my kind of main goal to get some some more chard away. Audrey, are you going to be sewing anything this week? Yeah, actually, quite a lot. Um, I have my dwarf sunflowers in, but not my big ones. So those are, are getting sewn this week. I'm going to sew those directly outside. Uh, I'm going to be sewing beans directly outside uh beats directly outside so a lot of my sewing this week is just you know straight outside well funny enough i'll get back to it as well because i want to talk about like direct sewing or and or like modular sewing so we'll we'll, we'll talk right. about that as as well what is just we'll talk about that while i've got you on what's what's your favorite do you like using like modular trays or are you quite yes. happy yes like, no, direct sewing I prefer, but at this time of the year, it's just easier to plant them exactly where I want them because mm-hmm. they will go fast. It's it's really warming up, so they will. And as long as I keep them moist, um, they'll do just great. Well, I'm gonna now. I know it's quite a it's a it's a strange thing. I'm gonna eat my words and say I was wrong. Right? I was I was wrong. Let me just put you on on this camera there. Have I showed you? JB there, he's the hot house expert, is, and I've told Steve a few times, I hated them when I first got them, but now you can get these little ones. These are the Charlie Dowden ones that normally kind of come, I don't know how many he's got, I think there's like 72 in a kind of thing, and it was just, with the salad, I really enjoy them, but it's took us a while to get you, because you've got to be on the ball with these little things, they're like tiny, but now... The watery. Yeah. They dry out so quick. So quick. And I'm just going to try and show you like a, a bigger one. So that's like, you can get like a double mm-hmm. one there now. And that's, again, a great little size. Now, if you're on the ball, because I think now in the middle of the season, that's a nice size to just like put a few lettuces in. Do you know what I mean? Just like kind of, right? That would oh, be yeah, nice. I would still yeah. start lettuce inside. Oh, yeah. All oh, right, right. On In modules, Aud. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I well, actually have a 200-cell module, and that's what I start lettuce in. You see, that's, see, that's exactly why I went for them, because 200, I end up filling everything with soil, and I'd end up taking half, well, probably an hour to kind of sew them all in. But that's, I'm, I'm hoping. But then you can just... Pull them out and plug them right in. Well, I'm hoping I that little I, size I there 
and I can just yeah. do what like one batch of a certain salad. I'm hoping that's because I didn't like Tell these me. this size at first. Yes, Stephen. You can always use um, a grow bag tray as well. You can get yourself a grow bag tray. They're only like three and a half quid or something, and put all those seed trays in there. Then you can just water the tray and walk away. Wait on, I'm lost there. What What, what do you mean a grow bag tray? Well, it's it's just, it's big enough to hold a grow bag flat. All oh, no right, yes, in. yes. It's got no holes in it. Yes, and you just put all your trays in. That's what I do on my hanging shelf in the polytunnel. All my trays mm. are in those trays. Uh-huh. So all I would do in the morning is just walk along with a watering can, fill the trays up. Yes, and and I'm done. It's super quick. So I'm not watering each individual the, tray of seedlings. The the point there, Stephen. The point there that kind of trips me up is the is the one word one word that trips me up there level. My my thrown <laughs> shelves, I cannot yeah. get them level. I end up kind of shoving a pencil, a bit of wood, and it's just like um. So I can on the floor. Me 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 polytunnel floor is lovely, but I'm sometimes a little bit worried like mice or something like that would come along. But that's a great idea, and I have got like a, a like a big tray. I guess it is yeah. a um a grow bag tray. It must be. Do you know what I mean? So I, I do have them. But I've got old, what are the old propagator green trays, which I kind of use. But yeah. you can only get like one. It's a big tray. Wait on, let's just put this side. It's a big tray, probably about that that big. But I can only get one normal tray in. Do you know what I mean? It's like a waste of space, but it does as it does as good. Well, if you get a decent uh, grow bag tray, you'll find that that will fit four of the. Uh, Charlie Dowding trays in easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get four of them on that length, so really good. But me point with the Charlie Dowding ones in, there was, for me personally, there's too many. Do you know what I mean? That's why I'm kind of hoping. And don't get us wrong, and now I like them because I've like I've had an abundance of salad. But I'm hoping that would be fantastic for me. Do you know what I mean? Like a little quick tray. Yeah, I, I don't want to kind of... Do any of you do self-wicking in the the trays? I beg your pardon, madam. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we'll keep that for the extra late, late show, Audrey. I've told okay. you about that filthy habit of yours. Okay. <laughs> no, Tony, Tony, Tony does oh. do the wicking with his uh, tomato. You, you green bucket things, Tony. You've got your... Um, Capillary matter. Capillary matter. From oh, right, right, right. I see what yeah, I, that I, that's what you mean. Self-wicking, uh, Tony. Right. I just thought you'd been. Capillary matting. I, I thought you'd been like filthy you again, Audrey. You wicked oh, little. Oh, I know. Wicked. <laughs> wicked. 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 No, but I do that inside on my growth in my growth. You know, I've got a four by eight. Uh, excuse me, four by two, grow shelf. Mm-hmm. And I use self-wicking fabric on top, so I only have to water my seedlings and stuff like once a week. And is that a, so? So have you got like say a trough or Listen, I'm just trying to picture it there, like a yeah, trough, a two by four trough. They're trays yeah. that fit right on my thing, and I I put you've up, got your wicking inside it. I put yeah. wicking fabric, which over then the top goes in, which then goes into a bucket into it. And it keeps them wet all week. But does the, does the wicking go into it like over the side and then into another tub of water? No, I have no. Uh, some stands that you put the wicking mat over 
and then the trays go on top of right. that. Right. No, I was just so thinking. That whole, big, that whole big two by four tray can be filled with water. Mm -hmm. And that keeps the seedlings very mm -hmm. happy uh, for a week. No, I was, I was, what I was thinking you were doing was, and I've, I'm sure I've seen this somewhere, is where they have, let's just say, a tray. Wait, I'm just using my new camera, my new foot. They've got the tray, you've got your, your <laughs> mat, and right. then you've got like, you're wicking your kind of capillary mat and goes over yes. into a yeah, bucket. And yeah. it, it would keep it kind of nice and wet for, say, a week. Right. Would that, that would work? work too, but this is inside my house. So I don't want to have buckets of water. Just <laughs> you know, that's a, gotta, gotta. Yes, you're, you know. you're right. You're right. But See? yes, I've seen people do that in their greenhouses. Mm -hmm. They have baking mats that are. And they have a gutter in, on the in front of the table it's on, and they fill the gutter with water, and the wicking mat goes into the gutter, and that keeps their seedlings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think it's a great system. We need someone to do with some tests on it. Gee, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we need a tester. We need someone to kind of spend some time testing. So is there any... You think I'm doing enough testing? Uh, yeah, no, Gosh. You're going to get it all mixed up. One time no. it's going to get it right. Oh, here's the one then. Um, Sarah is asking, Sarah Riggle, uh, I'm thinking of... Trying, let's have a look. Thinking of trying green manure this year on my beds. Any tips on it? Now I'm sure JB's into this kind of <laughs> this stuff. Green manures. Yeah. Well, we, we not actually call it weeds, JB, because you don't you know yeah. do much gardening. But what's your advice? Yeah, well, so so I tried this last year, and it all it went completely wrong. It went so <laughs> wrong, and I, I don't quite know what I did wrong. Um, so I sowed my green manure, and it was a mixture of different stuff. I sowed it around September. Um, really, you know, loads of benefits, kind of ground cover, acts as a mulch, it stops the soil drying out, and then at the end of the season, start of spring, you know, you can just drop it off, and you've got all that nice fertilizer basically going into the soil Brilliant stuff. normally lots of legumes in there get some nitrogen back in blah 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 um and i had a mixture of daikon radish um vetches there was i think winter rye basically for whatever reason very little of it germinated i had a few daikon radish plants germinate and that was about it so i'm gonna try it again this year um and try and figure out what i did wrong because i don't if you don't really grow over winter um, I think it's a really good option. It's much better than just getting the black plastic matting out and, and leaving that yeah. over your beds. Brilliant so, stuff. Well, how does it, because I've never done it. I've heard about this kind of green manure, but I've never done it there. So I'm, I'm not even 10% aware of how it works or why it works. But okay. if you're doing no dig, how does that come into it? Because if you've covered your grass, your ground with this manure, even if you cut it off, it's going to grow again. So how do you get around this like if it turn into weed and you want to get rid of it GB. yeah that's a good point i think um i think most of the crops that you get for green manure aren't particularly resistant to um you know being cut off um so daikon radish certainly i don't think would start to regrow um the winter rye might do but i think once again that's that's a grass that it's not like a super vigorous weedy grass um the idea is that generally you probably want to get it before it starts self-seeding goes everywhere um, unless it's something that you want to be encouraging um, 
you know, so like I quite like the idea of having some vetch on my plot, for example, sort of in the past and stuff, because it's just a, a really nice plant. Um, but yeah, I think generally as well with no dig as well, quite often you do disturb that top layer of the soil a little bit. So if you do run through it with a hoe, I don't think it's it's the end of the world. It's not going to damage the, the lower soil structure. And one of the benefits of the green manure is that you then have all those fresh roots that are going to decompose in the soil. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm certainly not. I'm certainly not kind of precious on the, the no dig. You know, you shouldn't kind of dig at all. I was just wondering. Mm. I always thought I was led to believe you had to kind of turn it in to your garden, which would be then digging. That's how I've always done it. Uh -huh. I've always done it that way. I always used to grow the Hungarian grazing rye and the vetch because pound for pound, it gave you the most sort of biomass that you could ever get from a, a green manure. And I would sow it in September. And before Christmas, I'd cut it twice and it used to go on the compost heap. And then you'd cut it again in February and then again in April where I cut a patch out and planted me giant pumpkins. As the pumpkins nice. were advancing and growing, I cut more of it, dug it in, and it fed the giant pumpkin plants as the patch was dug in. But it's brilliant, mm. but it does grow back. And the Hungarian grazing right does go quite deep, so I, I very much doubt you could hoe that off. You've got to dig it over and, and dig it in. See, that's just, guess, yeah, it just depends on the crop, you know, do your research on what whatever green manures you're buying and make sure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you do get one that's chop and drop. Um, yeah, there might be something. Be I don't know what clover's like. I don't know what clover's yeah. like if that's very deep rooted and I've never tried it. But, but that was the one I always grew because it was just value for money, money wise for what you got from it, it was just stunning. Absolutely mm. stunning. It used to fill your compost heap over winter. Wow. It's something that's to me, it sounds more hard work than kind of the benefit I'm going to get out. You know what I mean? I don't like hard work. No, no, it's not hard. It's only it's only hard work when you're digging it over. But you know, you don't do much digging anyway these days. So mm -hmm. a little bit of digging would help you help your stomach. You know. <laughs> Steve did see on on this photograph on this camera. I had the camera actually pointed, and it was right right on me gut. <laughs> and he kind of logged in, and it was just like, "Oh, Tony, for God's sake, put it away, put it away." <laughs> so, <laughs> Steve, right, oh wait, oh here we go. Then Stephen, we've got Urban White Buffalo Farm. How are you doing, sir? It's nice to have you back on again. Steve, do you add ashes from burn pile to the compost or straight to the garden? So if you get, uh, if you got any ashes, let's say, well, I guess let's just start off with like a, a compost, like a an allotment fire. Would you just yeah. put that straight on your garden, or would you put that straight into your compost bin? Well, first of all, I make sure it's none of the timber or wood that I burn is is has been treated. Make sure that's all safe. I don't burn plastics or anything like that down there, so everything's safe in there. And the ashes, I don't put them on my compost heap. I don't put them on my garden. I put them straight on my comfrey heap I have patch. Uh, so I'm giving the comfrey some feed as well. So every year I'm taking feed from the comfrey patch. You've got to give it something back to grow better the next year. So all my ashes go on there. Go, that's a good little tip that as well. GB, do you, are you allowed fires? Do you do fires? Do you bring ash to your garden or...? Yeah, well, we've got a wood stove downstairs, which is very Waitrose, yeah. I know. Well, um, I've got one as well, and... so I can't complain, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I do use that 
quite sparingly in the compost heap at home. Um, I'm quite careful not to put too much in because it can upset the pH. But I think it's full of all sorts of good trace stuff. Uh, I could also be doing something wrong. So maybe you're not meant to use it in the compost heap. But I think it's okay. At the allotment, I don't, I don't really have any fires. I had a few at the start just because I had so much material to get rid of. But now it, it's not really necessary. Um, so... If I'm just having a look there, just I have got Ian from Grown Local. Fine, Ian is our don't forget, he's, he's in our Discord. Ian is the man who's running this and keeping us all under control. Please pop mm. over to our Discord after the show. We will be in there for a little chat and just you know, it's nice just to kind of carry on the gardening we're talking about. But Ian's asking. Onion question again. Well, it seems to go with they've grown and planted onion sets last year, but it doesn't look like the onion part is swelling. Well, you mm. planted the onion sets last year, right? So I've never known that to be honest, planting onions that early. I mean, Matt, if there were sets, my sets have, have come. So, what any Steve, any thoughts why? Ian's sets on. Well, I'm, I'm taking it he means sort of in the September time, probably Japanese onions. Um, but normally you find that by the longest day that there's, which isn't, what's the date now? 15th, it's 13th. Longest day is only two weeks away and it should be swelling by now. So I'm not mm. really sure. Send us some photos, Ian. I know you've got my email address and we'll have a look and see. Would, Steve, would the, um, would winter cause any problems it can do that's why i don't do them because i don't like gaps in rows <laughs> and i used to plant the japanese <laughs> sets in september and there was always sort of seven or eight that didn't do anything and then you got gaps in the rows and it used to be it's so annoying oh, I do. Uh, little things like that get to me as well so i don't do them anymore but um I mean, they, sh they should be growing. They are pretty much bulletproof normally, Japanese onions. Audrey, now I know you kind of, when you first kicked off with one of your videos, you had lots of little pots over winter, you know, them kind of plastic, maybe milk jugs. I don't know. You had all different seeds in oh, each, yeah. each yeah. ones. Did you have any onions in them? Do you ever, like, overwinter no, onions or not? Or I did not. Uh, I imagine they would do great, but I didn't do that because they come up so quick for me mm -hmm. that I can start them pretty or you know pretty early in the season. I've got green onions and regular onions, and so just, I start those like in January inside. Yeah, and just, then they're ready to go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just I would, yeah. To, um, I'm just talking about them them pots. Have you got an update on them pots? Are, are, are they all finished there well, now? I, well, I did. I'm I'm actually not doing a. Uh, like a big reveal, like here's everything. As I'm using them, I'm putting them into the videos. Mm -hmm. So we did a lot. We planted sedum from them. Uh, I think it was in the last video. It was sedum and uh, let me think. The Rolodex is working. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, them uh, cogs turning there. I know. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sedum and uh, blue fescue grass. That's what we yeah. uh, planted from that. And they came out beautifully. Right, right. Well, we'll have to keep, I'll have to keep watching. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, yes. I, um, don't forget, 
All links are forward. Steve, Audrey and JB are in the show notes and I had to change Audrey's so Audrey, I have changed that. So please, we want to get Audrey 2000 as soon as possible. That would be fantastic. Oh, that'd be just delightful. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's coming It's coming around there, Audrey. I see if you're it is. Up. No, yes, I'm yes, thrilled yes, with yes. how it's growing. I'm not, yeah. I am absolutely thrilled. Little community there. I haven't been at this three months yet, so oh, I'm no. very, no. I mean, I'm a newbie at this whole YouTube, so. Well, we are past <laughs> the one hour. We're actually one hour, seven minutes. So, no, JB, it's tips, tips of the week. JB, Ooh. have you a tip? For our fantastic viewers. Yeah, I guess, well, it's not really a tip, but the first thing that came to mind... By the calendar. <laughs> the first thing that came your, to mind is... Do your ab exercises daily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in case you ever need to be in a calendar. Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, it's a recommendation. Um, and what I'm going to recommend is that everyone listens to a podcast that I found recently, which is Ooh. really good, called The, the Seed Pod. Um, I've just put a link in the chat to their Instagram, um, but you can find podcasts on either Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify. There's all sorts of places you can um, you can find them from. But it's just a really really nice podcast. Um, it's two people, Becky and Richard. Um, yeah, it is Richard, <laughs> um, and they're you know they're just talking about gardening as well, and it's just really nice. It's really laid back, um, and I've been really enjoying listening to it while I'm up, up the top. Fantastic, JB. That is a lovely little tip. Thank you very much. It is in the sh in the notes. I'll try and grab that, send it over, and I'll put it in the show notes as well. If anybody yeah, wants nothing. to watch it, Audrey, have as have you got a tip for us this week? Well, I'm uh, we're going into a very warm season right now, so I guess my tip is around heat. Uh, I'm going to say don't don't hesitate to shade things even if you're just having a really uh, strong day of heat that's unusual shade your plants a bit use some shade cloth because i've had um several cabbage bolt because we were going from cool weather to warm weather to cool weather to warm weather uh a lot of rain to no rain uh and plants just don't like that so i think if you're having a you know a nice spike in your weather don't hesitate to um, throw a cloth over things. I think that's a great, actually a great tip, or because it's like you could get caught out quite easily with like say one day, oh, it's all right, it's going to be cloudy again tomorrow, I'll just kind of miss it. But that one right, day could just kind of Because your plant takes it all in and mm -hmm. they just go, we don't like these 40 degree changes mm -hmm. in one yeah. day. So that confuses them and they're, they're, I think their natural uh, instinct is to bolt because they yeah. think season's over. Here we go. Yeah. So, no, yeah. Top tip. Top tip there. Right now then, we've got the um... – <laughs> <He's still> gonna... <laughs> we're still debating whether to put them in the calendar or not. But you're... Oh, well, <laughs> you should be in July. <laughs> Stephen, tip of the week, Tip or tip for the week. Right, I've got a tip, and it's in three parts. Which part would you like first, just, A, B, you or start, C? You just start rattling them off. We'll go for A. You go for A, right. Well, all three tips are photography connected. And the first tip is to, if you're growing uh, things like dahlias, um, 
later on in the season, you'll be taking those dahlias out and, and put storing them away somewhere. The tip now is as the plants are flowering, write a label out for the flower, whatever you want to call it, and then hold it next to the flower and photograph it. Then you've got a visual memory. And then wire, put some wire through the label and put it around the stem of that plant. Then next year, when you come to get that dahlia root out, you'll know exactly what it is and you know where to put it in your garden or where you want to put Wait it. Wait a minute. Where that, that, nice come on, round of round applause nice, there. Well done, well done. That, oh. <laughs> the second part... Jesus, is, bloody more! Um, <laughs> second yeah. part is, is, to, is to photograph you, your border, your flower borders at home. So when you sat there in the winter, you can work out what needs moving, what needs dividing, and you can sit there in the comfort of your home Make sure something in it is in scale that you know the size of, like a bucket or something or a fork, and then you can work out what you want to do with your flower borders over winter. And the third one is to photograph all of your veg beds at various times through the season. That way yeah. you know where things grew the year before so you can help crop rotation if you're following on with those sort of things. So there you go, three photography tips. Do you know what? Do you know what, Very Stephen? Good. Granddad would be proud of you, lad. You brought technology right up there to Cumbria and nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly, I know that's what the kind of joke in there. I constantly take photographs of yeah. my beds. Do you know what I mean? And it's and it, for me, it was more the the where I can kind of if I've done like a good day's work up, she's kind of she's back. Hello, lass. She's like, oh, five hey. minutes there. Oh, five bless. minutes. It was. It's more for me. I take photographs. I've been like in the garden, busy. That my garden's my happy space, and then I play. Yeah. The, I take the photographs to get, so I can just at night time look at the garden, look at the beds, and look. You know, like look at me leeks I've planted. Do you know what I mean? I know it's kind of bizarre <laughs> thing, but it's like it's a feel good thing for me. The garden yeah. certainly, like yeah. the best feel. You know, what I mean, getting your hands in kind of Mother oh. Nature's earth and all that, but then trying to bring it back and have memories of, you know, so I'm constantly taking photographs of, like, a cabbage. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I just think it's, like, it's more than, you know what I mean, kind of brilliant. <laughs> so what a show. What a show. Audrey, JB, Steve, it's mm -hmm. been lovely having you on. JB, it's lovely to have you back on. Well, yeah, good to see you, JB. Yes, best wishes for good your dad, and we'll get this calendar sorted as soon as possible. <laughs> I'm sure all the ladies <laughs> and all, most of the men will be wanting to kind of see, see the, oh, hot gardeners, the hot gardeners of 2022. <laughs> right, everyone, thank you so much for turning up. We are here. Cheers, everyone. Next next week, next, next Monday as well. So I will see you then, I'm sure. Hopefully, Audrey, JB, and Steve will be here as well. So look after yourselves. Awesome. Take good care. See you all. Bye. Take care. Bye. <laughs>